0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Summer School Electronics. Summer School Electronics is a pedal company from Syracuse, New York, making incredible stuff. There are a few summer school devices knocking around the shred shed, and I can tell you from personal experience, they sound great, they hold up, and Mark is a super cool dude. The first pedal i saw from them was the science fair which is a parallel classic drive and distortion and now they've released a new parallel concept called the class reunion the class reunion takes a 90s muff style circuit and combines it with their trash panda which is like a soft clipping high gain amp in a box style circuit and it is a super super versatile combination with all kinds of clipping options parallel blending It's really, really rad, a really cool idea, and I think you should check it out. So go over to SummerschoolElectronics.com, that's SummerschoolElectronics.com, and check them out today. Hey, guess what? Guess what, guys? This episode is brought to you by Sinusoid. Sinusoid makes awesome guitar cables... They sponsored a dadgum pizza party at NAMM. They're super cool dudes, and their cables are awesome. They got power cables, they got patch cables, they got instrument cables, they got speaker cables, they got everything that you need, and maybe some stuff you don't even know that you need. So definitely head over to sinusoid.com and make yourself a custom cable, because they're awesome and you're awesome, and awesome things are just awesomer together, so... Big thanks to them for supporting the show and go get yourself some goods. This episode is also brought to you by the Alexander Pedals Skyfi Reverb and Delay. I had a chance to play with this thing at NAM and uh, got a run through on it, and it's uh, what they're describing as a 90s style digital delay and reverb. Um, so it's like very, very, very pristine in the repeats and such. Um, what's really cool is depending on how you have it set up, you can also hit the bypass switch and have an infinitely sustaining delay or reverb, depending on how you dial it in. It's really cool, and it comes in this, uh, uh, this really sweet-looking finish that's, like, machined into the pedal versus being printed on or uh, silkscreened or anything else like that. It looks really awesome. Um, check it out at alexanderpedals.com. And as I like to say... Treat yourself. You deserve it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the ToneMob.com podcast, the show about guitar tone and people behind it. Uh, With me today, I have again, Mr. J. Leonard J., and instead of a interview type situation, we're gonna do a, a little nam recap. Oh, um, yeah,
0: oh yeah. We were both
1: there. We were both having a good time, and we figure, hey, why not uh, talk about some of the stuff we seen, some of the stuff we did, and uh, you know, throw a little short, uh, short thing together here. So, how you doing today,
0: Jay? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm trying to grow out a beard. That's kind of like my thing that I've been working on right now. Right. So it's going, it's coming in okay. It's coming in okay. You know, I, I actually grew out because just speaking of Nam, you know, we were going to Nam, and I didn't pack a, a like a like a razor. You know, right. so I you know I, I just kind of you know I shaved it right before I left. I you know kind of grew it a little bit, and then when I came back, I think like one random person said I looked kind of cool, and now it's like my thing now that I'm gonna try to grow a beard, but it's it's not really working out. I'll be honest with you, it connects on one side. And it doesn't connect on the other side, but uh, it's looking okay. It's 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 rounding out. It's in its early stages.
1: I understand the struggle. I I couldn't grow any kind of of facial hair to really speak of until like after my son was born, and <laughs> yeah. then I have like this mediocre uh, uh, mustacheless beard. Uh, it's it's like every time I look at myself, I'm like, I should get rid of this, but. It's a, no, it's a-
0: a solid but I've beard, had it for man. I've had it for a while now, and it's like I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's a dad thing. Maybe like once you become a dad, it's kind of like you have to get a beard. You know what I mean?
1: Or at least give so, it a good solid go for a couple at years. At least give
0: it a shot. You know what yeah. I mean? I've never tried to every time. Well, every time I try to grow out my, my facial hair, I, I immediately give up. So I'm gonna see if I could actually make it more than two weeks. So you know, here's it, my fingers crossed.
1: See that—that's the, the thing—is if you go for like more than two. What happened to me is I went for more than two weeks without having to really be in public, or yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, or like around anybody. It was like three weeks where I just kind of like, yeah, I had to like go to the store,
0: but like you know, whatever. That's yeah, well, I guess I guess, I guess the know. best part about being like somewhat of a uh, like a YouTube guy is I think people could tune in and actually watch this beard actually become a thing. And, or, or just see this nasty scribble kind of come up on the screen and then one day just be completely gone. So we'll see. We'll see how it works out. But anyway, let's well, get back to Nam. <laughs> best of luck with your bearding. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you.
1: <laughs> hopefully you don't have the same problem I do, which is like it comes in okay everywhere else except the mustache. It just yeah. looks really bad. It's like a different color. And so people are like, why don't you have a full beard? I'm like, well, because... Because it's a different color and it looks strange, so yeah. uh, maybe I should give up. But we'll quit the the beard talk while we're ahead. Let's uh, get right yeah. into it. Okay. Um, <laughs> what was uh, some of the coolest things you uh, saw at NAMM product wise? And then we'll Our get into the fun stuff you
0: did. Oh, the fun stuff I did. Well, oh, well, I will be honest with you. Like, um, you how many NAMMs have you done? Uh, this is my second. What is that? Well, one? yeah. Okay. Well, I, 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 for some reason I had a feeling in my head, like you were some grizzled Nam goer, you know, those guys. No, are no, no. Grizzled. But uh, it was my first, it was my first one. And I've never done it before. It's been something I've always wanted to do. So, uh, you know, the first, you know, maybe eight hours of Nam was just me like wandering around aimlessly, <laughs> you know, <laughs> of course, but there was a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, one thing that really stuck out. Um, have you noticed that there was like so many um, like kind of, either amps designed for pedals or amp pedals have you noticed? i mean i was like seeing it all over the place everyone had like either a speaker simulator or an amp that worked well with whatever pedal board you have or uh something that you could put at the end of your rig that kind of did all the simulation for an amp so that kind of hybrid of you know a little bit of modern technology with the old but the, of all of those things that i really like that uh have you tried that wampler amp did you go check that out
1: yeah, I did. I got to check that out while I was there and uh, uh gave Brian a hard time about it. And uh, Yeah, you give him a hard time? <laughs> Why oh, is that? Yeah. I, well, I always give him a hard time. I can't let that guy off the hook. I mean Oh yeah. I I mean, he I, I got to keep him on his toes, keep him You got you know, to. Yeah, definitely. But I don't I, want I him, him getting that comfortable. Was awesome.
0: <laughs> oh, you don't want to get comfy. You don't have yeah. to rest on his laurels, you know what that's, I mean? That's right. Oh, yeah, you came up with a couple good pedals, you know, you could just relax and do whatever you want to do kind of thing. <laughs> but no, I, I thought I, it was great. It. Yeah, it was. I thought it was awesome, actually. I played it quite a bit. Um, I actually come back for seconds. I, I thought it was voiced really well, and I like the fact that it had a really kind of tight low. It was like because, you know me, I like the blackface kind of amp sound. Uh, Mm -hmm. but the one thing that I have trouble with the Blackface sometimes, especially the lower wattage ones like the Princeton and stuff, is that the low end doesn't really have that snap and that kind of like, mmm so I usually have to use something like a compressor to kind of really make that thing kind of come out, or there's a couple cool little tricks you could do, but that thing already kind of had it baked right in, I thought that was really awesome I thought that was
1: really cool Yeah, I remember I hadn't played one up until Nam, but uh, talking to Brian about it off and on, and then after our, a couple conversations I had with you, I was like, I think you're going to like that new Wampler amp.
0: It sounds right yeah. up your alley. So I'm well, glad that it I delivered. Did. It was a very – it was a sexy beast. The other thing I thought – I didn't – I just kind of happened upon it when we were at the Benson booth. Is there oh, yeah. that uh, little guitar maker that was, like, right beside uh, Chris, the The Ronin guitars? Mm-hmm. Those are funky. I like his pickups. He has these, like, these um, – I, I had to I, – I, I came to his uh, Benson booth to, like, just do a – demo of the Benson amp, which obviously you know I love and it's something that I use all the time. But Mm -hmm. uh he I was using this Ronin guitar with the amp and I was like wow this is such a cool guitar that I ended up having to I wanted to film something with the Ronin guy because it was I was so excited. They had like these um I guess I guess call some foil buckers. You know they kind of look like those old You know, trashy, you know, like that Cooter pickup that kind of looks like a harmonica, you know? Oh, yeah. They're like humbuckers, but they're really sizzling. They're really bright. It has this nice trashy 50s kind of sound to it, but it plays really well, and it sounds really unique. And it was, like, bright, and you know I love bright, so I I thought those were really, really cool guitars.
1: Yeah, those are are pretty neat. I uh, played Chris's uh, personal one that he had here, uh, I don't know, six months ago or something. Um, Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it's a—they're uh, really cool. I like them. They're—they're they're an interesting take on. Uh, uh, It's—I was interested to see somebody take like a, a a gold foil and
0: try to, you know, make it into a humbucker. Like that's—that's that's a new thing. Never seen yeah, that done before. I know. You know, we've seen—I've seen so many strats and so many P 90s and so many Les Paul pickups and you know, dirt, 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 dirt. And all of a sudden, you know, something comes out and it's you know something really different. It—it it obviously just grabs you grabs your ear and you're like oh this is this is neat this is something fun and that's something that i also um noticed is like you know like a lot of cool little a little bit a lot of cool little innovations a lot of people trying to push the envelope you know and now it was kind of nice to see as opposed to kind of like the you know the wall of relict guitars which there still were a lot of them but uh you know you can definitely see a little bit more you know innovation kind of coming out too as opposed to the kind of preservation of history which is uh um, which I've seen, obviously I, you know, this is my first one. So this is kind of what I noticed. I thought I was going to go to NAMM and it just be like a bunch of relic strats and <laughs> guys on like, you know, those like fold out tables at the garden show, you know, the, <laughs> those guys, right. I was not prepared for <laughs> what that was. And, uh, so that was really, really, it blew me away. Yeah. It's a, it's quite a
1: different experience, uh, versus the last guitar show that you and I went to or that we met at, um. Up in Washington, like that's those are cool, but it's it's definitely a, a whole different ball game from the you know local semi large guitar show not mm-hmm. not many yeah. uh not many people c- uh content with just setting up the plastic table and uh <laughs> the beach chair there
0: there's a few of them but not many yeah <laughs> but it was it was crazy like you know just seeing you know these booths that were so big and then they built multiple stories, you know. In like in one booth so you're like have to walk up a little mini staircase kind of thing to get up it was neat like wow it was definitely awesome definitely awesome, mm-hmm.
1: for sure for sure so let's see was there any other uh you did some demos while you were there i know you just mentioned you did a benson demo i know you did jhs and i think a new neighbor what what else uh did you who else did you play for and did you see anything from those booths that like grabbed your attention
0: Kind of grabbed my attention. Well, um, I came there originally uh, for JHS uh, and for New Neighbor. That's that's kind of what got me to Nam. Uh, JHS uh, they were great. They asked me to to come down and you know play a little bit and kind of uh, do a little bit of a thing. So we did two days with them. The first day, um, I kind of went through kind of their existing lineup, right, and kind of showed some of my settings that i like on their existing pedals and then on the second day i think that's when everyone was like oh man that the new vcr is out the Ryan, you know and the ryan adams pedal and you know the the milkman pedal and the, you know the calhoun the updated calhoun everyone was excited for that so the the second day was uh, me just showing off those three pedals which was mm-hmm. really cool and then uh, on the sunday the last day i was at the new neighbor booth they had this new um cabinet simulator speaking of uh you know amps kind of a thing but they had this uh thing that simulates cabinets, kind of a replacement for your irs um and i was kind of there showing off that new pedal which i thought was super crazy actually i thought it was awesome but i uh, think is
1: really cool i i did want to talk to you about that because i don't have nearly as much experience with cab sims or irs or anything like that and i i was impressed with it but really my experience with those is kind of not not very large the ones i've played i wasn't super impressed with but i did like that one
0: that was pretty cool yeah cap Um, irs are tough irs because i i definitely do rely on irs for some of the stuff that i do you know depending on this what demo i'm doing and what the client is i you know i i sometimes use a real mic on the the amp and take the time and sometimes you just get the irs and the irs usually sound quite quite great as long as you kind of have like a i I use this like little reactive load box you know that mm -hmm. kind of mimics the sound of the interaction between the, the speaker and the head, which is kind of, it gives kind of that tubey sound, which I think is kind of, or that, you know, that, that, I think is important and usually maybe the thing that most people hear when they notice that, you know, a solid state amp doesn't quite sound like a tube amp. I think they're kind of missing that reactive kind of interaction. Um, but uh, I use IRs a lot. The one thing about IRs that are a little bit tricky is they are very static, so, you know, they, 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 they're unchanging. So sometimes when you play a speaker, you know, you hit it hard and it kind of distorts or compresses, you know, in a nice way and then kind of releases a little bit at the end to give right. that a natural decay as the speaker's overwhelmed and kind of smooths out, right? And you don't really get that with an IR. But, um, you know, uh, some people like the sound. Some people don't like the sound. Uh, if you're the kind of guy that has like super, super high output speakers and you're using like you know a 20 watt amp or something like that you know then you're not really going to hear it as you know but you know that guy who's used to playing like you know a a 20 watt you know speaker with a 20 watt amp there is definitely like a a push that you get that you're not going to get with the irs and i think that's what the the whole new neighbor vibe was what they're trying to go for that that kind of interaction of Mm. that that push and that compression and to get a little bit more of that energy in the sound and um, and also give you a little bit of a way to kind of, you know, EQ it, you know, a little bit more. But the the one thing that I thought was really really cool with that pedal was if you have an IR you like, like say you know you have to, oh this is my one twelve, uh, you know thing that I think sounds really good. What you can do is you can actually upload it, um, that IR in the the this what do you call it the the, <laughs> the you know the, the little waveform uh, yeah, yeah. thingy. You know, graphy. When you look at a speaker and you see the little graphy, graphy, the word's completely gone. <laughs> out of my head. The, but, uh, the
1: Well, yeah. it's what IR stands for. The impulse. Yeah, yeah response. I, I, graphy, graphy. Yeah, yeah graphy, response, graphy. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah you can, the
0: impulse response. You can uh, load that into the uh, the software for the for the little pedal, and you can actually copy the curve. So you could actually get the curve that you want only with the response. So that I I, I haven't done a face to face like show off between the two yet so uh, i think it won't be too long um i think New York neighbor is going to be sending me one of those so i'm actually going to send it down and actually do uh you know unbiased let's here's this is the ir this is their pedal, and really see what's going on there but i i can tell you just playing that thing through the you know the the speakers if you watch the demo it actually sounds quite nice Mm -hmm. yeah so really excited to see uh, what that's cool
1: i'll be i'll be i'll be really curious to watch that when you get to sit down
0: with it a little more that'll be cool yeah a whole conversation for another day. I'll tell you, it was, it's really really <laughs> neat. But uh, uh, yeah, lots of lots of really cool stuff. But uh, for Nam, you know, there is a lot of after parties and a lot of crazy things going on in Nam. Uh, but really, uh, I tried to go to as many like little events as I could. But the problem with uh, me was at the same time we were doing the Nam thing, I was also trying to release these demos as well so like you know go out oh. i i, I kind of picked the, the the companies that i kind of thought were really neat or the, the the ones that i have you know uh, a, a, a relationship with and i've been wanting to film something with them in person so i made sure i got those guys in there so i'd film all day and then go back to the, the hotel room and try to you know i, I edit the videos because really the nam experience i wanted to kind of I- include all, all of the little subscribers on my page, just make them kind of part of it as well, because not everyone can go. So I wanted them to have the information just as quick as everyone else, you know, all the, all the news guys were getting it. So I tried to film as much and and edit as much as I could while there with the hangover and (laughs) pushing through (laughs) trying to get it going. So, um, it was pretty exterior but you, did you see my wife down there at NAM? It took my uh, Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, she came to the uh, the pizza event with you. We had, a, we had a Tone
0: Mob pizza event that was cool. But uh, yeah, I brought my brought wife. Brought to you and by Sinusoid. A, Thanks again, oh, guys. Fantastic boys at Sinusoid. I love those guys. I know. Um, oh so good. <laughs> Buy cables but, from them if you haven't already. Why haven't you? It's so silly. It is, that you it is like an event when you get like their cable too, it comes in, like this like pizza box with the coffee and the, the little foldy thing. It's mm-hmm. cool. I remember when I got my first like sinusoid package in, I was like, Ooh, this is, this is fancy, you know, yes. it's really cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I brought, we brought this, uh, we brought my little five month old boy mm-hmm. to Nam, and my wife had the baby in a baby Bjorn. And for all you guys wondering who shoots all my videos for Nam, that was her. So it was my poor, you know, you know my poor wife. You know, with this baby strapped to her chest, carrying this baby all, and you know how big Nam is, right? Like this huge thing on her feet all day and filming. So it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was wow. She crazy. is a trooper. Oh, uh, yeah, damn trooper. She was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> so like, that baby was the most popular baby now, but he, he didn't even complain. So the kid was great. The wife was great. It was unbelievable. That's amazing. Yeah, I had my wife
1: and kid down there too, and I was like, you guys don't want to be here. You don't want to be in. in <laughs> oh, I don't in think she wanted Sinabee. to be there either. <laughs>
0: she didn't complain. I didn't get any complaints, but I definitely had to make a point of making sure you went to Disneyland before we left, because I think Absolutely. if I didn't, I think just I think just horrible things would happen. You know what I mean? Because a human being could only take a non-guitar playing human being could only take so much nam. <laughs> but, well, uh, even a guitar playing human being can only take oh, so yeah, much I nam. Oh, wow! <laughs> God, the, the amount of noise. And the amount of just the amount of shredding and and awesome playing, it was pretty crazy, and and you know not so awesome playing, <laughs> and that bass, was me, just, just like loud bass, just hating you. You know, there was like this. I was down at the SFM booths, uh, which are the guys that distribute, you know, like T-Rex, and mm-hmm. um, they have the BJFB pedals. Have you seen those? Those are awesome. Oh yeah, uh, the Mad Professor. He's make he made a bunch of those like mini pedals. Oh, I missed that. On. Yeah, really? it was. I was like, I was like, oh, this is really neat because we usually dismiss those mini pedals, you know, except for exotic. For some reason, everyone's kind of universally going, oh yeah, the exotic SL drive, and those those are awesome. But you know, people kind of dismiss the other small companies with, with the hot tone or whatever those are. But um, the BJFB just released a bunch of those, which was a lot of fun. And so yeah, T Rex has that, and they have a bunch of other uh, really quilter and everything like that. But their whole booth was like right. Beside a wall of bass players, so, oh boy! You know, just being there, just feeling the energy of like you know, you know, six hundred watts of just cabinet, just pounding. It was, it's, it was, it was awesome. That's great.
1: <laughs> That's great. Let's see. Uh, you said you were you were um, uh, taking up a lot of time editing, so maybe you didn't get to visit many of the after events or anything. And I actually missed out on all that this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. it was the first year like bringing my family down and like we morphed this disneyland trip in with nam and so it was like kind of talking to my wife and we were gonna go to a couple of them and then like we didn't want to leave the little guy with my parents because like somebody had a headache and it was like oh Mm -hmm. okay well we'll just we'll just scratch that off this year and, and that's okay um but did you get to which ones did you get to
0: Oh my gosh! Um, All the events I went to seem to be the uh, the afternoon events. Like I know I was supposed to. Yamaha has a a party every year that I was supposed to go to, but you know I I kind of made the executive decision to go to Disneyland instead. (laughs) Good call. Good call. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much. They they also have a um. They also host a, a party for all those Canadian uh guys. You know so our little contingency kind of in the corner has a little bit of a thing that unfortunately I didn't go to either so um we did the um you know there was a, a there was two sinusoid events that we went to and then there was a couple uh, there was one event for um you know uh, a couple dealers that I know so we kind of had like our little get together and a little bit of drinking and reveling we had of course the tone mob thing that we did which was a lot of fun uh but uh, I definitely the the uh the late night like rager parties unfortunately did not happen i was just too busy working for the people out there so unfortunately i I would love to get trashed (laughs) with you guys but i think my daytime (laughs) drunk was enough to keep me going uh well i will say this uh this
1: year i i i am uh like last year i just felt horrible and got like the namthrax and the flu and and yeah. brought it home and then got my whole family sick yeah. this year uh was my first year taking the uh, the wampler method to heart which was oh, yeah the uh frequent use of hand sanitizer which i should preface with saying i don't use the stuff ever you don't I use never hand use hand sanitizer <laughs> um but I was like, man, I... I,
0: I noticed he had like little hand sanitizers. Is he like, is that his thing? Like he, he always sanitizes his hands. At well, hand he
1: hand always hand sanitizes, hand. hand sanitizes anyway, but especially at NAMM, especially <laughs> after like one time this guy came up to him like, "Yeah, man, I want to play your pedals," and he's like, "Cool," and so he hands him his Telecaster, and the guy he no- looks down as the guy's playing, and he's got like this like bloody stump, oh. not like not like okay. his fingers missing, but like he got a pretty bad cut, and. Like it was a couple days old and he didn't have a band aid on it. He's just white, like, oh. smearing, yeah, smearing oh blood all over there his Telecaster.
0: Lucky, lucky.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like, he was just like, ah. And, uh, you know, there's however many thousand people in and out all tweaking the same knobs and touching the same guitars and breathing the same air. And I was just like, he was like, yeah, just got to use hand sanitizer, you know. And I used it, you know, like every 30 minutes. I just be like, well, time to. Time to score some of this on and just, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know what? It worked. Oh, I, I felt worked. fresh as a daisy the, 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 the whole time. I never went down. Uh, last year oh. I went down hard. And yeah, that, I, I do give a lot of credit to the hand sanitizer and the <laughs> fact that I slept more.
0: Really. You see, uh, my wife is actually a, a public health inspector. So she was actually incredibly impressed with the hand sanitizer at the Wobbler booth. Uh, was like, <laughs> like, yes, that's right. Hand sanitizer stepping it up, but uh, I don't know. It's funny, she's a, a public health inspector, but I think I've gotten food poisoning more in my entire life. Oh, you know, no, with her. I don't know. Maybe she's like trying to you know, like get me down, you know what I mean? Like, hey, hun, why don't you go try that restaurant? And I'll go there and you know, get sick or something. I don't know. This is conspiracy theory time, but
1: no, uh, but maybe that's how she inspects. She's just like, well, I'll just go have my husband eat there, and if he <laughs> gets sick, then it's then it fails. <laughs>
0: Yeah, real t- you know, oh yeah, I didn't have time to go there, so I need you to go to this restaurant here.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's yeah, you we serve
0: wild bear. Yeah, enjoy your meal. <laughs> Ooh. I'd try some bear. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to Nam. Nam Let's yes, see. Nam we keep we keep going taking side streets here. But yes, yeah, this, this is Saturday. what we do. But around. yeah, there, yeah, there's, there's all the legendary. I, I really wanted to be part of those like legendary Nam parties because you hear about them, and I'm really close with the Rufus guitar guys. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of videos for them. They actually gave me my start, um, and uh, you know they, 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 those guys know how to Nam. They Nam with absolute style and unabashed passion. But uh, yeah, I had to be a nice boy. I had to work hard. But uh, maybe next year, maybe next year, I might go to at least one of those crazy crazy little events <laughs> nice nice well let's see i'm trying to think my we
1: were we were trying to do this like right after like immediately after nam so we were super fresh on everything yeah. and now i'm just like what did i think was cool uh um i don't know if you've seen this a lot of people missed it because i think you kind of had to like know it was there and ask about it in order to see it Ooh, um secret i night. Uh, yeah, I did I did post a video of it up on Instagram and in my Facebook group. But uh, Electro Faustus, those crazy guys, mm-hmm. um, they – are you familiar with like an old school instrument called the bull roar? It's like that thing that you like twirl what? above your head and it
0: makes like a woo noise. What a bull! You mean the things that you'd get like at Toys R Us? It was like a giant tube, and you just swing it over your head. Yeah, day? it's
1: like it's like that. The, it's but that's that's based on a super old school thing. I think it's like an Aboriginal, instru- okay. Aboriginal instrument right. or something. I think it was more for communication than music, like because you okay. could hear it from a long ways away. I don't know that exactly. I'm just going on my harebrained theories. Okay, um, okay, but yeah, the tube thing. So they made a electronic version of that where they got the really tube good. like running into the a pedal with a switch and a, a volume knob and then you can run it into like your fuzz and your guitar amp <laughs> and really? twirl this tu- yeah twirl this tube above your head and just make all kinds of crazy crazy sounds it was really fun really? i don't can, know like how practical pitches it is is this
0: thing or is it just a woo sound
1: oh no you depending on how fast you twirl it the pitch changes there you go yeah it there was cool <laughs> Like, I could totally see that being used in some sort of weird, like, explosions-in-the-sky
0: ambient-type band. It would be great. Um, <laughs> wow. I know. I totally – I didn't – where Where was – you had to definitely look for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Electro-Faustus, they were downstairs. Um, They make all kinds of – I don't know if you've seen their stuff. They make all kinds of crazy noise boxes. Yeah. Um, And, like, synths and electronic instruments and things like that. Um. But they were right next to Fuzz Rocious down in the basement. Uh, And that wasn't sitting out. That was kind of like tucked in the back. And I only knew, I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. But Ryan over at Fuzz Rocious was like, hey, Electrofaustus has this thing. You have to ask them about it. I was like, what is it? He's like, just ask them about it. (laughs) So (laughs) They pulled it out and he was like, yeah, twirling this tube around his head. It was great. Well, um, I hope
0: I hope they had a big booth, you know, because if they're toward the head, they're like whacking all the other people walking around, just uh, like heads up people. <laughs> we're gonna be making some sounds. Here we go. <laughs> but it would look great on stage. Totally. Yeah, it would be. actually be one of the, like it, uh, it definitely it would look awesome on. It reminds me of a there's this one guy who got like an old Nintendo power glove and turned oh, it into yeah. a MIDI controller. Yeah. And they were please. playing like they were playing some like really intense like electro music. And like you know, he would raise his arm, and then you'd feel the rise. You know, when you're you're having the dance, it's getting big, it's getting big. And then when he started pumping his fists in the air, like the 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 big backbeat would come in, and you'd get the drop.
1: It was awesome with the it power was glove. Awesome. That's power so glove. awesome. Power glove. So you know, you get.
0: <laughs> so if you could mix the power glove with this, you know, this swinging pipe, man, you got a band. You got totally. a band. You don't even need tunes. You show <laughs> up, man. You get you get record deals with that stuff, man. Record. Oh, deals. totally, totally. The kids that
1: eat it up. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of something else. Uh, well, of course, everyone was hyped about the Chase Bliss Brothers. Did you get over yeah. there and try that thing out?
0: It was awesome. Awesome. It was. Uh, it, I thought that it was it really sounded fantastic. Oh, oh, did you see the um that that violin that was like made with like a 3D printer? It no. was like it was like something stupid. It was like eight grand or something like that. It was like this really tiny violin. It wasn't even made out of. It was like this glassy. Plasticky thing and it was like it was like, it weighed nothing have you seen that thing no that's so that, bizarre it was the uh, that was a really crazy thing that just popped in my head that was really really cool interesting but then again i don't i wouldn't know what to do with it i'm actually i actually started on the violin and i never really followed it up because i was really bad at it but it was weird it had like they had like these weird things that kind of stuck out of it kind of it looked like it would look like it was made out of glass. You know what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. like something from like Batman and Robin. You know, like something like Mister Freeze would have as a weapon. That's kind of what it looked like. Even the neck, Whoa. like, is made out of this like see through glassy kind of material kind of thing. That's interesting, huh? Well, that's that's the problem
1: with Nam though, isn't it? Like you you feel like you go and you like oh, I've seen all this stuff and then you're like. Oh, and people then come back to you later, like, did you see this? Like, no. How'd I miss that? Well, did you see that? No. Like, you 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 miss probably, I Everything. don't know, seventy five percent of the show in all reality.
0: Yeah, I I really do feel like um you know because you just don't have time. You just you know you, you spend you could easily spend a whole day at just one of the booths. You know what I mean? And <laughs> you really want to <laughs> get an idea of what's going on, especially if it's a booth you've never heard of. Yeah, exactly.
1: There's, there's, it's, yeah, depending on the booth, you easily could spend all day. Like I spent a long time in the Strymon booth just because I had not really gotten to sit down with all of their stuff before. I've played a few of them here and there. And I was like,
0: all right, I got to like, really buckle down and, and try to understand what's going on here. Um what did you think of their overdrive? Remember, they have that. I didn't actually get a chance to go. I, I walked by the Strimmen booth a couple of times, but I I was curious about their that that overdrive they came out with. That's I, I think it's is this supposed to be analog? That's like controlled digitally. Is that how it works?
1: Well, I don't think so. Um, I I honestly haven't done that much research in, into it in, other than plugging it in and, and checking it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a digital drive with like an analog preamp in it. Mm-hmm. I think like a JFET preamp or something. I I should do more digging. Don't quote me on that. But uh, uh, my my initial thoughts on it were it sounded pretty good. Um, the low gain side didn't didn't really get me that excited. It was like oh uh, yeah, you know it's okay. However, the high gain side sounded really good,
0: really like high, really, really
1: yeah. So yeah. It, and the you know the the switching and functions it has are very useful, especially with somebody who has like an like one of those all stryman boards and they need, you know, have like a MIDI controller and things, then it would become extremely functional uh, in a rig like that. But yeah, I, as far I, as I, a, I, as far, I, as, far I, as a standalone drive goes, like, yeah, high gain sounded great. Low gain.
0: Mm, I've got some things that, that I think do it better for my ears. Yeah. I've I, I definitely heard that pedal a lot. I've, I've heard, I, I've heard, you know, what it sounds like and everything, but yeah, i never had a chance to really, Get the the touch, you know, and see how it how it actually feels on my fingers. But I, I thought it sounded, at least for my, my my ears, pretty good. But no idea how it how it works. But I usually like their stuff. Yeah, well, I fell in
1: love with the Deco. I'd never really sat down with that thing. Oh, yeah, man. that's that's cool. That is that actually that really. yeah. <laughs> so fantastic. I gotta get one of those. I love love
0: the Deco. I'm, yeah, which I is it. Like, it goes right along with like this new thing that I'm just loving about. Pedals where you're getting kind of like studio gear on a pedal board. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's something that kind of came out within the last couple. You know, maybe five or six. You know, five years where you know when 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 stuff like the Cali seventy six came out, right? And which um uh, or or you know you, you I think Effectrode made like an LA two A kind of in a box thing, right? And it's kind mm-hmm. of getting that stick like that. I'm in the studio polished tone, but you know, putting it in your everyday rig and and really kind of you know, crafting the edges of your guitar. I, I don't know. I really am. I really dug it. That's why the the one thing I really had to go home with when I went to NAMM was that Keeley compressor. I finally had a chance to try that compressor pro. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that thing was awesome. I thought it was a really, really beautiful sound. Oh,
1: so, it uh, is.
0: That's probably going to be right on the board. That's that. That probably just made the board. So it's actually sitting on the board right now. So
1: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're yeah. a big compressor guy. I, for some reason, had it in my head, you'd
0: already. Uh... Mess around with that one no i well it's been on my list uh, the, actually the two uh, you know you know I'm, I'm a self-called compressor guy but the funny thing is you know the the two hottest compressors on the market like the cali 76 and the uh the compressor pro up until recently i never played either of them right so <laughs> i was wow. actually hesitant about the compressor pro, uh compressor pro because uh it's a vca compressor right and i don't know you, I, I typically wouldn't use like a vca compressor on a guitar. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. I thought it was, I, I, you know, maybe I, I should rethink that because it obviously it doesn't color the tone like an FET, like a, like an 1176, but mm-hmm. there it's significantly more, you know, it sounds so natural. It, 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 like it, It's actually what my guitar sounds like only with compression on it. And it, you know, uh, I know maybe I should start fooling around with the you know an old DBX or something like that you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows what kind of who magic knows? you might be able to come up with.
0: Yeah, found a new love, yeah.
1: And well, that's another thing. This isn't exactly a new release, but I went to the Keeley booth for a little while and uh I got to experience a couple things. One I got to sit down with the Loomer for a little bit and uh <laughs> mess around with that. And that thing I always thought it was probably pretty cool, but it's it's much cooler than I than I even thought. That pedal is super rad.
0: That's Um, a shoegazer in a box pedal, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like this My Bloody Valentine thing uh, in a box, which is pretty cool. Um, But I had this really odd experience, and you as a guy who's, uh, you know, like a demo guy and um, did demos at the booths and all that stuff and is a much better guitar player than I am, I had a kind of a funny thing happen when I was there, and it was like, I'm going to sit down and check out this big board of Keeley effects because there's, you know, a lot of stuff I hadn't got to try no. yet. And I was going through and just, like, fumbling my way through things. And a guy come up, and he was like, oh, man, uh, I want to hear what this sounds like. And one of the Keeley guys come over, and they were just like, okay. And they, like, shut everything off that I was playing. And, like, I, like, turned into a demo guy for 10 minutes. Hey, There you go. Yeah. And it was like, well, uh, well this is unexpected because I don't have, like, uh, like licks that I do. I just kind of noodle around and, and beat power chords and, and things. So it was like, uh, okay, hopefully I don't ruin this for you and make people not want your pedal. Um, but, uh, it was kind of a fun, a fun thing that happened for 10 minutes. It's like, oh, this is what it's like
0: to be a demo guy. Wish I knew how to play guitar better. Um, uh, yeah. I, that actually happened to me when I was at the Keeley booth too. Like, you know, cause you know, I guess a lot of people were, you know, the dark side is a big pedal for them. Everyone was mm-hmm. asking me to hey, can you can you try that? Can you turn on that dark side? Turn on that dark. That was like the most requested thing ever. So um, yeah, it, it but the funny thing is, you know, I haven't really had a chance to play with it. So you know, one of the knobs is like a uh uh what do you call it a, a delay head, so you can get different mm-hmm. delay subdivision, which is awesome, awesome thing. But I didn't know that, so I'm turning this knob and going, "What the hell's going on with these delays? This is crazy! <laughs> like, what are these soundscapes? Where am I? What's going on? Who is this? You know, which probably is actually how David Gilmore felt during the entire '70s. So maybe it is true to uh, the, the the actual Pink Floyd tone. But that's a good it chance. was, <laughs> <laughs> who am but I? I was, yeah. But like you know, because uh, yeah, I guess he, that's true. Like thinking back on it, you know, like obviously, like you know, the Echo Rack, you know, had multi heads and. You know so obviously, but I guess in my head, maybe I'm completely wrong, but I always remembered him just using kind of a single mode tape head. I'm sure I there's a guy out there on the Gilmore ish forum that's going to prove me wrong in every single thing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in Paul's blah blah blah, obviously, no, of course, he had to. If you're going to have a unit that cool, you're going to use it, but I, I always just associate him with those uh certain you know over delay, so I, that that threw me for a spin. So I felt so bad. I was, I was demoing the the uh. Dark side, and I'm like twisting knobs. Going, what the heck is this? i this is so crazy. This is pandemonium. And uh, you know, <laughs> I had the, and then uh, that uh, you know, the on one side's a big muff, right? And mm-hmm. um, I guess in my again in my head, I had it. I was thinking like early Floyd, where it was like a fuzz face. So I didn't, uh-huh. So I didn't notice. I saw there's like, there's a tone knob on there for the fuzz, which wasn't called tone. It was called something else. I, I forgot what it was. I actually have that pedal sitting on I have to look for it, but um, it was called something else. But I think, uh, but I, I think I had it all the way off. So like the tone was really warm. That's probably why I was thinking fuzz face and not. Uh, big muff as well. so like you know it was like the buzz sounded like really warm overly warm and the, the head, I was I felt so embarrassed. <laughs> like i was trying to play, <laughs> play the, trying to play these pink Floyd licks nothing So you know obviously my my natural reaction is when I have something and it sounds like a certain way it makes me want to play a certain style and I, I just play that style right And the way I had it set, it was not a pink Floyd sound. Um, so what I had to do is, you know, I, I, so I tried to play what would complement that tone that I came up with and it sounded great, but you know, these like, no, I play David Gilmore, play David. I felt so, so bad. So, but it did give me, uh, extra, um, you know, uh, guts to, uh, when I do come up with this dark side review, I'm doing an absolutely no Pink Floyd video on it. So <laughs> I'm going to actually show you how to get a bunch of settings because everything but Pink Floyd, because actually through that experience i actually found out there's a billion sounds in this pedal so i got it <laughs> that's going to be my thing i'm going to try to do when we actually uh, get this pedal on to film that that's good cuz you know that like everybody
1: else who does one they're just going to they're just going to be playing you know basically everything off dark side of the moon and yes. uh, you know might as
0: well break the mold a little bit why not yeah exactly well i i did it with the monterey i remember uh, when we got the uh uh, the Monterey. I'm, I I really like uh, Lance Seymour. He's a he's a demo guy too, and uh, mm-hmm. I saw his review. And uh, you know, a couple other guys did a couple of reviews on the Monterey when it first came out, and they were all kind of like Hendrix scene. They were getting all those awesome Hendrix tones, and I was thinking like, I can't. You know, I all the tones that I wanted to do in my demo, they already did, and they did it. You know, better than I would, right? So I was like, well, you know what? I'm gonna just do a non-Hendrix kind of review. and uh, you know, playing with this pedal there, I was like, oh, I'm gonna do the t- exact same thing with this because this is really even. To, uh, even to a crazier degree, is vers- more versatile um, than the, the Monterey, even though the Monterey is actually one of my favorite pedals. I thought that was a really, it's a, it's a cool thing. But the cool thing about these boxes, like, yeah, you get like, you know, how many different types of effects in one box. You put it on your board. You can use it when you want those Hendrix things. But just because something is designed for a certain purpose doesn't mean you have to use it only for that purpose. But if you do get it for that purpose, you're not going to be upset either because it does it really well
1: right yeah i mean i i've had a couple people like um like i'll post different fuzzes on instagram or something and a couple people here and there they were like what uh you know what pedal is gonna get me that hendrix tone which fuzz face variant do i need for that hendrix and i'm like if you just want like you're just trying to get hendrix in a in a box and that's what you're concerned about just get the monterey and get everything yeah, like, be, yeah. Do, be done with it already
0: it's fast and uh, fast and on the go. It's definitely, especially if, uh, for someone that, you know, especially at home and just wants to just get it quick and get it really beautiful. You know what I mean? That, those pedals are really kind of like you just really simple to kind of dial in. So yeah, that's, it's a good thing to go for. Mm-hmm. But, uh,
1: yeah. and thanks Rob for making that easy on me. Not used to be yeah. like, well, maybe you want this and maybe you want that, yeah. uh,
0: you know, but now it's just like, Oh, just get a Monterey. Man, he he really knows how to. He really packs it in, though. Though, isn't it crazy? Like, uh, yeah, the Monterey, there's a wah pedal. There's an auto-wah, which is like again talking about like how you don't necessarily have to do Hendrixing. Hendrix did really do auto Ottawa, uh, but mm-hmm. there's an auto-wah in there. There's a uni, uh, Univibe. There's, there's fuzz, you know. And uh, there's what, there's one more thing in there. I think a oh, rotary has a rotary. I was simulator. gonna say yeah, rotary sim- simulator like, like, in there. That's all in one pedal. And then what uh, on the dark side you get yourself your big muff. You got a multi-head delay, which on its own, um, now that I've actually had a chance to really dig into, it, it's freaking awesome. And then you have flanger and rotary, and then you have a phaser and you have a uh, univibe, all and this is all in one pedal, right? So, uh, what I, I one thing I like to use those pedals not necessarily to um, um, well, like, well, more specifically, the Monterey, because I'm pretty new to the dark side, but is, yeah, you, you have it on your board. And, and it's it's that kind of, you know, everyone needs that pedal that does a little bit of everything. So when you that inspiration comes, you can just get it quick, you know what I mean? And it doesn't take up a lot of space because, you know, I very rarely use Ottawa, you know, or I very rarely, you know, have a, a need for, you know, the Univibe sound. You know, a lot of people get great use out of it, but, you know, I don't use it personally that much. But when I do, it really makes a song that much better so actually having something really compact like that is just on your board it's just a good kind of like you know you have your bass tones and then when you want something creative you get one of those small little Keeley boxes and you're good to go yeah or yeah, you have it's... a quick gig and you just want to you know get like a little tone you know a little workshop those little workshop pedals he has and get those small mm-hmm. things and pack it in your bag and you're ready to go as well too there's so much yeah, cool you... stuff eh? crazy
1: well, we were on the tail end of the podcast. We just got interrupted at the worst, uh, the worst possible moment that we could have got interrupted. Honestly, um, but the last question I was going to ask you was like, were there uh, any other things we talked about? Some of them, but like, were there any last Nam? Because it was supposed this was supposed to be, be Nam focused, but you know, it's you and me, so we're not going to stay focused on anything.
0: <laughs> um, Nam related things that kind of popped to my mind.
1: Yeah, that was the last. We just had a couple more minutes to go through
0: any Nam stuff. Uh, You know, as I said, the first four hours was I felt like I was in a superstore, you know, like or uh, but like a Walmart, you know, and just completely lost Mm -hmm. in the aisle. But uh, you know, there was a couple. No, actually, there was one thing I found really nice, and that was uh, the Fender (laughs) section, and not so much because it was like really cool, which it was. There was some cool stuff in there, but just because of how like wonderfully that was in there, you know what I mean Like, <laughs> I like listening booths set up so like it wasn't loud and it was like really kind of like it was almost like going to an art gallery and I don't know why, for some reason that really stuck out in my head because it was just so refreshing and lovely just being in I didn't even want to leave when I got there
1: <laughs> Right, right, I understand I, yep. I I keep missing most of the big booths, so it yeah. seems like I'm only good for like one larger company booth per NAM. As it seems to be my uh my average last year I went into the p r s booth and hung around there for a little bit and did a did a thing with paul and uh Ryan from sixty cycle and then this year I hung out with the guys from uh boss u k um huh? for a know. little yeah that was fun and and well and th- there's a reason for that it's 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 a uh, uh one of their guys is uh Matt Knight from Guitar Nerds which is also yeah. a gear focused podcast um so he was like oh yeah you got to come up so there was like there was like this weird podcaster link to the uh the boss room it was they had their own room upstairs which was uh, kind of cool um but yeah it seems like i'm only good for one larger company i didn't go to Gibson i didn't go to Fender i didn't go to Music Group or anybody like that which wasn't an intentional. It just is how it seems to roll.
0: Thing, I guess, like you know, especially with the thing in that, because with the big companies, you're going to find out what the big thing is already. It's it's kind of neat those like little boutique companies. That's mm-hmm. what I like about them because uh, it wasn't so much figuring out what's new and what's up and coming kind of thing. It's more about finding these people and these pedals and these companies and uh, little things that you've never even heard of that you know already kind of has a little bit of a subculture behind them. and uh kind of finding your way into that world. That was really, really kind of neat.
1: Yeah. That that's kinda of how I feel about it too. It it uh it that's more interesting is going to see all the for me it's like talking to all these people in person that I talk to on the phone. That's kind of like the big deal for me.
0: Um well, That's I actually that was pretty much my whole NAM experience like in a nutshell. Like it was just me with a list of all these people that I've been talking to been waiting to talk to just running around trying to get a hold of anything. and then and, and, <laughs> Because you know, like you have such a great relationship with these people on the phone or on the email. I think that Nam is really, you know, it, it's like college. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you do some learning in college and stuff, but uh, you know, some of uh, another big part of the thing uh, is the connection, getting to know these people. And those those connections you make in college with some of these people, they, they actually pr- are even more fruitful sometimes than some of the things you even learn in college. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, totally, totally, totally. Uh, did you end up that little Chinese corner? Like, there's that little block of area where it's just like all the China kind of like companies and like little random things like focus on like like we just do transformers, like knobs or something like that.
1: I, I did, and it's uh, it's interesting. The the one I get the guys that make like parts that like make uh, transformers yeah. and knobs. I kind of understand why they would want to be there. What confuses me is like the pedal companies. That's like, okay, there's seven of these Chinese booths down here, and yeah. you all have the same exact pedals with different font
0: <laughs> they are actually they're probably all made in the same factory
1: they, they they totally are, and it, it's it's like these clearly are the same, so well, i don't I don't understand why you would spend all that money to do Nam for something of that nature.
0: and Nam also kind of like banishes them to like one little corner, like they're kind of like away from everybody, they're kind of hidden in this own little thing but I, I totally get it too because a lot of the stuff you see them do they're pretty much just complete knockoffs of the, the big companies right or, or not even the big company even like the smaller guys like i i saw some people like you know copying some of the chase bliss stuff they're like hey i know that i know that concept don't <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't tell me how you came up with that you know what i mean right thing <laughs> um, i saw the chinese corner which was like um, a girl with a capo with like an iPad attached to the capo. Oh, and that's was, like, right. Onto the guitar, and there was like a, like a like a what do you call it, like a GoPro like attached to it, and then there was like and then another thing that clipped onto like the arm, and it was like sheet music. So you pretty much you, you look like those like cartoons of the guy with like the giant drum attached to his back and the symbols in his hands like running around. Totally, that was. Not the most rock and roll thing I've ever seen, actually, uh, but it was neat because the, the person that was demoing it was, like, right beside the, the women's washroom, and they're just they're just kind of, like, sitting in the corner, like, doing this little thing, but the mic is, like, on so quiet that you can't even hear what she's singing, and I, just, I don't know, I felt really bad for some reason. Well, it's a painfully awkward situation to be in. It really is. <laughs> you know, they didn't really present her in the best way they could have, I think, but... uh I guess it's hard to look cool when you have, you know, a, an iPad attached to your table.
1: You know, well, that's cool. true. There's n- there's no way to like uh, like Keith Richards that up. You're just <laughs> you're just kind of stuck with an iPad <laughs> attached to your guitar and
0: looking like a doofus. That's what you're doing. Well, uh, even a, I think it was like a neck thing with like a microphone for her too. So it was like an all in one thing. It was I don't know. Maybe I'll buy one. I'll buy one. <laughs> You'll buy one to make her feel better. I'll buy it. Yeah. I'll be you know, I'll be the only guy like in Vancouver with one. Everyone will be so jealous. All you know, all you need is if you could get John Mayer to play it just once, then everyone's gonna want one. is that oh, how totally. it works? Yeah, you could take so they, just some random weird
1: like Snapchat video of him playing right. it and, and, and then and somehow it would sell. It would be magic. You know,
0: is that Sia with that capo iPad thing? I gotta so. get one. Oh, oh man. I, I gotta. I gotta get one.
1: I, I mean, they, look how you can't play in normal tuning.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: you have to be was, in a capoed position.
0: It's great. That was one of the things that snuck up on me. Oh, and also thinking about our conversation from two days ago, I spent even more time with that Keely uh, Dark Side pedal, uh, which remember I told you how I just I didn't even realize the tone that I was connected to the fuzz. It was just a complete catastrophe. Right, right. I spent an entire weekend with it. And I've actually. It, uh, this might be sacrilege, but I've kind of come to the point where I actually—it's like one of my all-time favorite fuzzes now. Just the fuzz on that. Wow. Like, it, I, you know, you think oh, it's a workstation. It's just a big machine. Blah, blah blah blah. Dude, it's it, it's not a big mall. It's not. It, it it's big muffy. It has big muffy. But it, I, uh, I give it a look. I give it a look, man. I actually, it was to the point. And this is not not this is not even hyperbole. I'm not. I, and, and, and by the way. I want all the, the, you know, the full disclosure. Like, I, I am not edged by anyone to say any nice thing about the product. Okay, so I don't just say it because I feel. But I actually had to phone Robert and have to go, like, dude, this is you got something special. You got something really special. It was actually really blown away. You should, you should give it a shot, man. Actually, like fresh ears. I, yours.
1: I will. I, I, I played almost not all of them. I pe- played a good chunk of his pedals at Nam, but the Dark Side was not one of them. Um, I was so focused on the loomer for some reason. So
0: actually, I think the loomer is very, very similar to the dark side. Just um, I think I think the fuzz actually might. Be, I don't quote me on that. I think it might be the same. Um, oh, interesting. About, it was. Um, it's a. It's it's a big muff that's actually designed. Really designed. Like a lot of people say. Oh, I got a big muff and it has mids, and then you cut through the band. And that's you know that's cool that's it cuts bad. What I, I I found and you know this is what my ears sound like over you know, loud music all the weekend, but it actually didn't really boost any frequencies. It actually, it was doing some nice cutting. It got rid of some of the uh, um, the, the 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 expanded and really exaggerated low end that you get with a big muff, which pe- a lot of people love, obviously because it's part of the sound, which mm-hmm. goes doesn't it's not really a big muff, but yeah. it gets rid of a lot of the the cloudiness in the bottom end and makes and it has. Which, in return, gives a lot of more precision to those, like, really alive frequencies in the middle and, and the upper edge of the thing. And it really makes the thing just stick right out. It's beautiful saturation. Um And I, it was to the point where I thought it was so cool that I actually had to compare it to, like, five other uh, Big Muffs I have in my collection. And it sounds, yeah, it does sound completely different, but it's so usable. And I actually, uh, I think it's on the board. There. I you know, I can put that on board. It's just awesome. Wow. My kid. Oh. Hi, how you doing? Put it on the board, right, buddy? Ah, he doesn't care. He, doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to see something shiny. Show <laughs> so, me
1: something shiny, please. <laughs> Maybe something I can stick it in my mouth. I don't know what it is, but I will yeah. eat it. Yes. But
0: for all you guys that are like, you know, curious about it, I'm actually, you know, like, you know, the, the over. I don't need a, a rotary or a flanger and a delay. The delay is really nice in I, mean, I don't really need it, but just on the fuzz alone, if he ever releases that thing. just just get it oh, forget about it <laughs> alright <Totally.
1: laughs> <laughs> Jay well I mean uh, I, would, I would love to keep going because I always you know how we can like talk for two hours and it feels like five minutes but uh, I do need to uh, take off but thanks for coming in and, and uh, patching this last segment of the podcast up so that we didn't end with a so Jay what do you think about because that would have been a little bit weird
0: yeah, well, it would be it would be pretty much par for the course for our conversations. Nevertheless, though, so.
1: it's true we rely on this internet thing, and it's like it one of the, one of these days they'll figure this internet thing out, and uh, nope. it'll all work for us.
0: I, I actually am appreciating these like super early morning conversations that we've been having too. It's like you kind of have to wake up and just get your game on. I'm feeling pretty fresh now. I think I'm gonna go for a run or something. No, nope. Oh. nope, nope, nope. <laughs> just kidding. Not gonna <laughs> do that. <laughs> Not at all. I, I completely
1: my mind yeah no (laughs) uh i'm gonna get in the car and drive
0: so that's gonna be fun oh you're gonna drive while you're doing your podcast no i'm gonna have to hang up on you in here like in like a second i'm gonna miss you but uh yeah thanks for having me it was great to be here and uh keep watching my page uh at jaylenard you have lots of cool content, including uh you know a nice segue we're actually doing the dark side coming up there you go i am also
1: Oh, I, I should say, I'm going to be hitting you up for something along those lines later. So, maybe I'll call you later today. Ooh, I like this. Yeah. Secret. Oh, yeah, we got to be... Oh, don't tell anybody, though. I, I, I'm not going to... <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, awesome. We better wrap this thing up. Um, so, for Jay, this is Blake, and as always, folks, good luck in good tones. That does it for today's episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the. Uh, you've probably had enough NAM talk to last your entire life, but I figured we could go over it real quick and painless, and then I will try not to talk about NAM anymore, because you're probably tired of it. Okay, it'll probably k- creep into the conversation, but I will do my best, I promise. I, I really promise. And just a couple more things before I uh, wrap this episode up. Uh, don't forget to check out the show's sponsors. Uh, sinusoid and Alexander Pedals, by supporting them, you help uh, keep this whole train rolling. And also, in addition, you get sweet gear from sweet companies. It's kind of a win-win for everybody, so check those guys out and help keep this whole podcast gear community train just rolling along nice and smooth, uh, as you guys have been doing for a while now, so really appreciate that. One last thing I think would be to uh, just go ahead and plug that Facebook group one more time. It's The Tone Mob on Facebook. You'll find that group if you search for it, and then uh, you can uh, request to join. I'll get you approved, and you can get in there and talk all sorts of super geeky stuff with us. So with that in mind, take care. Have a good week.